0: today I have with me Anna Willis. Anna is um, a blogger at theycallmeblessed.org and she is going to talk to us today all about integrating travel and field trips into your homeschool. Hi Anna and welcome. Hi Stephanie, so great to be here. Thank you for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your homeschool? And I see that you're in a location right now that isn't an RV, but maybe yes. about how you normally are traveling in an RV.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, hi, everybody. So I'm Anna from uh, They Call Me Blast. I've been homeschooling for eight years with sunlight, which we love, and it's a blessing to our family. I have three kids, ages uh, nine, I have to, they just had birthdays. So 9, 11, not 9, 10, and 12, soon to be 13 and 11. Um, we, we have been living full-time in RV for the past three years. And last year, we have traveled through 30 states in the United States. <laughs> so we came home. Um, because of COVID, we came home in March and the borders have been closed since then. So that's why we're not in our RV right now. Our RV is parked, not far from us. We are renting a house for the winter, which has been a blessing um, it's because let's just say that RVing during the winter in Canada has its has challenge, right? So <laughs> we're in a home now, but the RV is actually our home.
0: Yes, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how you got started homeschooling and then also how you got started traveling while, you know, while you're homeschooling.
1: Oh, wow. Two big stories right there. So first I started to homeschool um, many years ago. We were pastoring a church full-time in Northwestern Ontario, which normally is like below 40 Celsius. It's very, very, very cold. Uh, we had just uh, come back to North America from being in the in the mission field for five years. We were in Israel for five years. Our two oldest were born there. Um, and I, back in Israel, when my son was nine months old, I knew I wanted to homeschool and I hang out with a lot of homeschool families there. And I knew that that's what I wanted. But we, when we came back to North America, when we came to Canada, um, the reality of being full-time pastoring and with you know, two toddlers, two young kids, and one in the belly uh, (laughs) that was born just a few months later. It it, it was just like really hard for us to think about homeschooling. So when my son came time for him to go to kindergarten, we, instead of putting him in a secular public school, we had a chance to put him in a Catholic public school, which I thought was going to be a little bit better, but it wasn't. It wasn't at all. We had a lot of uh, problems while he was there. Um, We were giving books to read to to him at age four that I wouldn't read to him at age 12 right now. Um, We were really shocked with the system and the gender identities that were going on in the sex education since kindergarten in Ontario. And um, we felt really convicted that God has really called us to homeschool our children and we should make any sacrifices we could even while still working to homeschool our kids. So there was a lot of juggling going on for many years between Ryan and I, so we could homeschool them. So just my son was the only one that went to school for the first year. And, and then my both of my daughters were homeschooled since the beginning. So that's the story how we started to homeschool And the story how uh, we end up traveling, uh, there's a few stories in between. I burned out completely. I end up in critical care, paralyzed from head to toe. This is like the burnout that I don't want any mom to ever experience in their lives. I actually don't want them to burn out at all. That's how I started blogging, was actually to help moms not to burn out the way that I did. And uh, my life completely changed from there I had to step down from full-time ministry, be home with my children. And we were, uh, because I stepped down from full-time ministry um, and just between us, I had the the biggest salary. So it was tough on our family. And um, it, it, was, it was really hard on us. And we just, we got into that for our first, for the first time in nine years of marriage. Uh, we never had debt before, so we got into debt to survive and keep up with the basics and all of this stuff. And, and my husband and I, we began to just pray and work towards paying off debt. But we start to think about what do we really want from our lives? Like, what what does it really matter? Like, should we just try to work and kill ourselves like for you know the way that we were doing just to pay off debt and pay off bills like is this the kind of life that we want always like running on the the hamster wheel and we were just very tired of the situation so we began to dream about having a debt-free life and having a simpler life and what would that look like for our family now Uh, Given that both of us were missionaries, involved in ministry overseas for many years, our biggest dream was always to travel with our children as much as we, we could. And as new immigrants in Canada for five and a half years, we couldn't go anywhere. So we were determined that we wanted to have a simpler life we wanted to be debt free and we wanted to travel with our children of course homeschooling road schooling everywhere so that was that was a dream come true for us something that we worked towards doing it so as soon as we became debt free um and we became debt free by actually uh getting out of our rental in the city And moving into RV, that still costs us $400 a month. And it's much cheaper than the rental here, which is about $2,000, $3,000 a month. And we just, you know, simplified. And we just loved our simple life. And we love just being able to hook our RV and go anywhere with our children anytime. Because I'm blessed to be working from home now. So That's a little bit of the story behind.
0: That's a great story. I think that there are a lot of parents who probably can relate to all of those feelings. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the benefits that you have, you know, come to find in road schooling.
1: Oh, road schooling is such a fantastic opportunity to explore other places and cultures and food and music and everything that different places have to offer you. So um, as we were traveling through 30 different states in the United States, I lived in the United States for many, many years. And I, I felt like i never left my backyard until we were road schooling. It was so eye-opening. We had a chance to go to all these monuments and all of these landmarks and visit museums and, and all of these places that we just, like some of them, we didn't even know about it, right? Uh, there's, there's one thing about reading about places and there's another about being in those places. And seeing for yourself and experiencing for yourself, so, so there are many many benefits. Uh, uh, you know, learning is everywhere, Stephanie. Everywhere, and sometimes we think like, oh, I need to go to a big museum at the National Mall in you know in Washington DC to learn something, but there are small town museums, heritage centers that teaches so much about the history and the culture and the people uh, that have lived in that region for a long time. There's something about just using every opportunity to learn and to grow uh, that makes us better people. I believe with all my heart that makes us better people as we experience all of this different cultures and different places and learning the history. Um, from all of those different places. There's so many benefits. I can go on and on with them. Like was, my kids, when they talk about different places in the United States or, or in national parks or monuments or like they've been there, right? They've been there. They know what you're talking about and they get very excited, very passionate about it.
0: Absolutely. And probably being in the car together and the RV together, there's probably some serious family bonds you're creating outside of just already talking about the books you're reading.
1: Oh, there is, there is. I have to say um, that our time traveling throughout the United States have been such a blessing to our family. Um, our our kids, what I, you know, one of the things that I see about our kids and our family is that we're completely detached from material things. Um, my kids are troopers; they can go anywhere, anytime without complaining. They are always excited about doing something different. Um, I grew up the opposite way. I did, a, I, I did a fair amount of traveling uh, growing up, but, you know, I really liked comfort of doing the same thing and being stuck in the same place more than actually, like, I wasn't an adventurer. Um, my kids are adventurous. They're like, oh, yeah, super cool. Let's go. Let's go see that stream or let's go climb that mountain or let's go visit that museum, you know. So it does make things easier. And of course, there's so much dialogues that go on, like the discussions and the time that we spend together as a family. You see, if you're not running on the hamster wheel the whole time just to bring money in so you can pay bills, so you can buy more, so you can have more that, you actually enjoy more time, quality time as a family. And that is priceless for us. So I rather live super simple in an RV and have a lot more time with my family than you know living year round in a fancy home like we're really blessed to be in this home that is not ours right now fully furnished and everything else but you know for us as a family um, our heart is not really on the material things it's actually on the time that we have that this is the only time we can actually pour into our children they're gonna grow And they're going to go, as my mom will say, they're going to grow, they're going to go. And I don't want to miss any chances. I want to spend as much time with my family as I can.
0: Absolutely. Um, Talk to me a little bit about ideas for field trips specifically that incorporate learning. You talked a little bit about heritage, um, museums and small towns. What else have you learned?
1: Oh, there's so many things, honestly. Uh, sometimes just nature walks on your backyard and just uh, little local parks. And there's, there's different, sometimes just visiting. Uh, like there's, here in Canada, we have all like, it's kind of like we're people say like, it looks like we stopped in time. And it does have that feeling that we stopped in time. So sometimes we can go for a drive into a little town not far from here. And there's like this very old general store there. And just a visit to that old general store and just seeing some of the old pictures or some of it. Talk to the, you know, the the son of the owner who's been having that for generations. Uh, we have something like that, like five minutes from our house, too, that we love to visit. It doesn't have to be a big museum. It doesn't have to be um, a, like a big fancy landmark or anything for you to have a great field trip with the kids and learn something uh, about five minutes down the road from us. There is a, a hiking place called tea, uh, teapot hill. And as you go hike up the mountain, there's actually people leave teapots and, and like uh teacups uh, hidden throughout like this hiking path and it's such a super cool thing to do with the kids and just have a great time uh, time with them and enjoy nature you know food trips does not mean that it has to be a specific like it doesn't have to be just the science museum or the botanical gardens or you know like there are different places that you can explore and some of those little places sometimes cuz normally they have like plaques you know like little signs explaining things about it some of those Little places actually teach you so much.
0: Absolutely. When I was younger, there, like, I grew up in the country, and at the bottom of like this random country road, there's little plaque, and it was a Native American. I don't know exactly what, ex- but we visited that place so many times, and then uh, I was on a school bus, and the bus broke down, and I said, "I, I know where we can visit." right now to learn while we're waiting and you know all the other kids are like uh and i'm like no but really I'm a history buff. and so we the teacher walked us down and like we talked about the state of american landmark anyway it's it's true like there's a, it happens anywhere so you said you adventured through 30 states in the united states and you were doing sunlight consecutive adventure. Let's talk a little bit about where you visited and how you were able to incorporate some of the sunlight in the um, trips. Okay, so
1: I have actually, um, yeah, there's two things that came out of our sunlight study. And that were really awesome. One, we were driving through a lot of Native American territories. And I pulled back, actually, from Sunlight D, my guide to pray for the Native American people. And every territory, the Native American territory that we went through, we had a guide with us. And we would just used to read more about that people and pray for them. And it was just such a powerful experience because my kids and my husband and I were like, we literally will lay hands, raise our hands from the truck as we were driving around, praying over their land, praying over their people. And if it wasn't for that sunlight guide from Sunlight D that we had with us, like we wouldn't have had that experience. And that has marked us, like it marked that trip so much. Uh, the other thing too is, you know, when we were in Washington, D.C., we had a chance to go and visit Mount Vernon and, and then Monticelli. And we had like the guides from Sunlight. And we have studied that through Sunlight D as well. So we felt like this is amazing. Like we, we had just like so much in our hands that we have learned about it, but also to learn to empower us or to maximize the learning as we were visiting those places. That was pretty amazing too. So that was that was pretty spectacular
0: absolutely we also have the williamsburg yeah
1: Will- so. we were in williamsburg for 18 days sorry yeah
0: yeah williamsburg is a- extensive for sure
1: yes very <laughs> yes yeah it's like it's like disney world prize tickets it's very expensive it's like a hundred something dollars each person uh but it's totally worth it. we yes. were in we were the historical triangle there for quite a while in the fall which was amazing and let me tell you you can learn so much from Yorktown and Jamestown and Williamsburg that is it's oh it brings all those things that we read in the books into life in a way that just reading about it wouldn't do it
0: (laughs) yeah for sure and you you went um down the east coast and then along the
1: south did you go south in the southern states yeah We looked, we literally looked all around the United States. We um came down from British Columbia to Washington State, and then we crossed all the way um until Washington, DC, until Pennsylvania and Maryland, and then Washington, DC, Virginia, and then just went all the way down to Florida Keys. We were there for December and January, which was awesome. I remember seeing I, your pictures. Yes. <laughs> which was amazing you guys like you can literally park your rv right in front of this like emerald blue um, waters and and coconut trees and white sand and, and it just like you open your your doors and you look over the window and that's your view for the day. And that's another thing that I love about RV is that every place you go, it has the potential to have, of you having this magical experience of looking out of your window, looking out of your your door. And it's, it's just like amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So that was pretty special. And then we came back, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, I got to visit my, um, my, uh, college, my Bible college where I graduated at first at, uh, in New Orleans and then Texas and we did the whole, you know, Dallas, San Antonio and, and, uh, Houston and, uh, um, and then we came up, um, Arizona we spent some time in Arizona then some time in California and we always went to Colorado to see you and then we came back home (laughs) (laughs) next
0: time next time there was a sort of a global emergency happening (laughs) yes
1: which is very sad but it ruined our trip not it didn't ruin our trip our trip I, I, I just thank God every day that we were able to travel that much before COVID so
0: absolutely absolutely um so you've talked a lot about traveling and homeschooling while you're traveling let's talk about like the pros and cons of both because I'm sure there are some there's lots of pros you talked about it but I'm sure there are a few cons as well so let's talk about those
1: I can't find the cons I'm trying (laughs) (laughs) well okay here's a con like traveling with a diesel truck is very expensive it's like a hundred dollars a day on on gas like on diesel um but we still felt like we didn't spend more than if we were back home. So um, it's hard. Cons, I'll tell you one con. Sometimes is that you don't have the budget to do all the great things that you want to do in the area. But there's enough things free that you can do with your family that that it's it's amazing so um when we were in washington dc for example right all the museums are free you need just time to go and explore um my kids absolutely love doing the junior ranger program in every national park that they did it's free they learn so much you guys it's awesome and yeah, we did local parks, state parks, and they are very affordable. So huh, it's hard to say like cons, what is like really, for me, the only con was like, I wish I had more budget to, you know, do certain things. Um, yeah.
0: But, but the pros definitely out- outweigh the cons is what you're oh, saying. Well, the
1: pros are like way, yes, absolutely. You know, I love that no matter what we we went, wherever we go, we still can go back and sleep in our beds. We can still cook in our kitchen. We don't have to eat out, so we save a lot of money on food because we're cooking. But once in a while, we fancy a restaurant so we can have a taste of the local food, right? And uh, yeah, so you can actually, you can you can work your budget in a way that, hey, if we eat home and if we take sandwiches and fruits with us, whatever we go, then we can use that money uh, to go to a big attraction or something. Absolutely. But it's hard to find a cons. <laughs> Listen, I even, I, we slept many nights in truck stops and I still loved it. <laughs>
0: And for the person who liked it, you know, who thrived off of the sort of um, routine of the day as a child, that's a great
1: thing to hear. You know, our routine never changed. And I have to say that we um, we always had our sunlight tote under my feet in the truck with all of our books. And we would do mostly we would do our homeschool while we were driving. It wasn't like, you know, we didn't have a table or sometimes it was a picnic table, but most of the time was just in the car. So what we did is I had my tote with me all the time. My kids had this lap, uh, how do you call it? Like this little lap uh, trays. Yeah. So they had one each. And I did a lot of the reading with them. Of course, I don't want them to be reading while we were moving around. Uh, but I did a lot of the reading with them and they did some of even like the workbooks. They worked on their workbooks. We talked about the lessons. We had our discussions. Um, we, we actually, we were done with the majority of our curriculum by March when we came home. We actually got more done on the road than we did at home. Amazingly.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. That's a really good outlook into your routine for the day too, or your homeschool routine yeah. um, while you were homeschooling. You just so
1: used right. every time that you are in the truck or in the car just driving to, you know, and things like some of the books that you you have to read out loud, you can get them as audiobooks as well. So you're just plugging in the car and everybody's listening to the audiobooks while we are driving. Um, So there are ways that you can replace these and still make it work.
0: Absolutely. So what other benefits can you think about field trips specifically, um, incorporating them into learning? What are some of the benefits?
1: You know, breaking routine and breathing fresh air, it's always a good reason for you to get outside and do something different with the kids. Um, we we love our routine we we drive in our routine but we also love going outside and do something different at least once a week just you know for me like fridays we call it fun fridays so on fun fridays we want to go out on a nature hike we want to go out and explore a different place or saturdays when my husband is home we we like to go and, and just drive and let's just drive someplace and find something interesting that we can explore that we can learn about it Um, I think it's always a blessing. You never know the treasures you're going to find on your way unless you leave the house. Right. So, yeah, just and it's such an easy thing to incorporate into your life.
0: Absolutely. So the number one question I'm sure you get all the time and I'm sure people are thinking is, you're doing sunlight on the road. What about organization? What do you do with all the books? You talked a little bit about your sunlight tote, but maybe you can let us in on how you organize all of it.
1: Oh, it, actually, guys, it's simple. It's honestly, it's simple. And I've, I've we had full conversations on organization before, right, uh, Stephanie? So I'll, I'll tell you, the secret of our family is that we don't have a lot of stuff. Because we don't have a lot of stuff, we're very... I, I will not even say minimalistic, but essentialist. Um, we, we just keep what really we use on a daily basis. So we always find space. So if you go to my RV today uh, or here in the house too, but if you go to my RV today, all the cupboards on the top of our living room are all of our sunlight, uh, sunlight books. Everything is there. So what I did was I kept everything organized and or they're like, what I'm going to use next, right? So you organize everything there. You can put it under the beds. Like there's, there's, there's different ways, you guys. Like honestly, you can get a full tote of stuff under the dining room table or uh, there's, there's different ways. But for me, what worked was that I had all the books that I was going to use next. And I had my tote with what I was using right now that was that simple and instead of having and i i can pull it up quickly here for you guys let me just just one second oops this can save a lot of space too so instead of having our sunlight in the binder i had bound. i actually bought a machine so i could do that to all of my books but this <laughs> it really reduces a lot of space. So I have my, my sunlight guide with me and I have my read-alouds with me, uh, whatever we were doing for geography there or whatever it was, and the toad with me in the car. When we got back home to the RV, sometimes I would just leave the toad in the car instead of bringing it in because normally it was late at night. But it was very simple. It was simpler than I thought it was going to be. And you
0: have, you said, 9, 11, and 12. And are they all in one HBL together?
1: Yes. Yes. That's something that I al- it always worked for our families. And I know some of you are with different um, HBLs, but for our family has always worked that they're so close in age, they're 21 months apart, that we could always use one for for them. But even, even if we had to, I think we would still work.
0: Yeah. And then you have other skill-based stuff. So like yeah. math would be uh, for the 12-year-old versus the nine-year-old would be slightly different. And
1: yeah. yeah. Yes. And like, okay, books like math that, you know, it takes a lot more space. Normally those books I would not take in the RV and in, in the truck with me. I'll just keep it in the RV and they will do it, sit it on the table and do it in the morning before we leave. So get like language, arts, and math done, and then the rest of the day we're just going through read alouds or science or anything like that.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Because everything is doable when you put your mind on it. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, and you have a heart for it. Like it sounds like you guys really had a heart for traveling and being on the move and, and you made it work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was our dream. You know, it has always been our dream just be able to to drive and um and take our kids to different places and camp in different places Uh, we had some spectacular moments i mean just uh, being able to camp at Yellowstone and at the Badlands, we literally we camped at the Badlands right on the edge of a cliff. And when we woke up in the morning, it was like the most amazing thing we have ever seen in our lives. I mean, we were at the Grand Canyon, we were all those amazing places, and of course Key West too. You know, like the Keys, the Florida Keys are amazing too. But we just had all of these opportunities that, um, you know homeschool I have never held us back from doing anything it actually has empowered us to actually do all of those things and i'm so thankful for homeschooling i can't imagine our kids being locked in a school all day every day uh, especially now it's a really hard time you know kids have to wear a mask to go to school here all day um yeah so i i'm really thankful for the freedom of homeschooling.
0: Absolutely. Well. You can find more inspiration from Anna at theycallmeblessed.org. And Anna, I hope you and your family can get back out there on the road very soon. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you all. This won't stop us. We actually we just came back and a uh, couple months ago we came back of doing the major national parks here in Canada, and it was it was amazing. Super
0: fun, yes, yeah, super fun. That's gorgeous.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. Bye.